I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Want a weekly roundup of the best CBC Radio programming? Subscribe to the CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Get a digest of the week's top stories. Read in-depth articles. Listen to interviews and documentaries. And get the lowdown on upcoming stories from CBC Radio 1 that you need to hear. To subscribe, go to cbc.ca slash radio and look for the subscribe button. The CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Be informed. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me. This is a bonus episode that we're calling Play Me Now. We'll be releasing special mini-episodes in between our season's regular shows when there's something in the news or pop culture that reminds us of plays that we've featured in the past. If you're new to Play Me, we have many hit shows by award-winning playwrights, and this is our opportunity to give you a little taste of one of our favorite shows. What got our attention this week is the crisis that's been unfolding in California with the wildfires that have devastated entire communities. These fires have resulted in the loss of many lives with hundreds still missing. There have been countless hours of coverage about the destruction of property and the impact that this tragedy will have on the lives of Californians for years to come. We've seen horrific images of families narrowly escaping the flames as their neighborhoods literally went up in smoke. But what you don't hear much about are the people whose job it is to rescue and recover victims trapped or killed in these kinds of emergencies, the first responders. These are the people that we count on when our lives are on the line. Vitals invites you inside the mind of Anna, a paramedic who spends her days with people in their moment of crisis. She's there to help you, but she can't let herself forget that it's your emergency, not hers. We got a call for asthma, and I walk into this house, and it was like a real drug dealer's house. It was a gang-operated crack den, basically. It's immediately just weed, smoke, so much in your face, and just awful, scary, obviously full of illegal shit. This tough gang member kind of guy is on the ground having a crazy asthma attack, which is obviously your house is just smoke everywhere. The guy's been feeling it all day, but he didn't want to go to the hospital because, you know, he's a drug dealer or whatever. He's wheezing on the floor and his brother calls me in. And his brother is holding him in his arms. And I'm like, okay, put him on the floor so I can examine him. And the brother starts flipping out. Won't put him down, says the floor is too cold. And I'm like, okay, dude, I can help put him down. But the brother just won't listen. 
won't be rational, won't do anything. And he's swearing at me and he's just calling me every name. And I try to tell him, I can't do anything like this, put him down. And he's like, save him. And I'm trying and he's yelling over and over and the whole thing is just too much. And then right at that moment, I'm realizing, I forgot my radio in the ambulance and I have no way to get back up and I am alone. He turns to me and says, bitch, save him, I have a gun. Opens his jacket and he totally does. He does have a gun. Moment of tension. My cell phone rings. And it's an ambulance sound. My cell phone ring is a siren. Guy with the gun looks really freaked out. And then I'm like, oh my God, he thinks this is like a security thing. Somehow he thinks I called the cops without touching my phone. I have to say, no, it's just my phone. But words didn't happen. So he just puts his brother down, grabs my phone, and I guess he wants to turn it off, but he drops it and it opens and I can see it's my mom calling. And now he's actually pointing the gun at me and is like, bitch, I'm going to shoot you. Like, whoa, I can't do anything if you shoot me, right? I'm trying to move, but I can't. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna get shot and my mom's gonna hear and I probably won't die. He's not aiming at anything much, mostly just like my shoulder. I guess it's not impossible that he could hit an artery. It's possible, but through the whole time I really assumed I wasn't gonna die, but I might get a bullet through me and my mom is gonna hear. And she said being a medic was too dangerous and I do not want her on the phone. She does not handle anxiety well. Her stress tolerance is low. She will never stop talking about it if she hears me get shot and shit, what if I get shot badly? Like, what if I get shot in the arm? What if I can't work? They always say not to forget your radio and I'm gonna get in so much shit for that. How much will it hurt? I bet it hurts to get shot. And the brother just... dies. It saved me. This play makes you think about emergency workers in a new way. The playwright Rosamond Small talks about her desire to tell the stories about the people whose job it is to save us. If you see an ambulance and it makes you recognize that there's a whole story going on to the person inside of it or the two people inside of it, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to have people have that reaction. And I, I share that reaction. Like, that's very much what made me interested in writing the show was that... Um, that idea that there are people living those kinds of lives, working those kinds of jobs all around. But then also I felt I rely on 911, right? Like we all do. Like we assume it's there. We assume that if we need help, it will arrive. And I think that's something that I very much took for granted. And I took um, every aspect of that for granted. And I think the fact that there are people making really huge sacrifices to make sure that we have that um, is really important. It's, it changes how we think about our families and our lives and our health and our government. It's a really fundamental thing to think of the individual people involved in that system. So it matters a lot to me. Yeah. You can hear the full-length play, Vitals, and the playwright's interview by checking out our season one in our feed. And if you haven't already subscribed to Play Me, please do so. There you'll find lots of hit plays by award-winning playwrights. We'd love to hear what you think of our show. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help us get the word out about Play Me. 
Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.